whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Kuralt, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hank Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Lightman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Gale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike Ann and Rufus. Okay, we're back. We've uh, gone through two hours very quickly this morning. Always nice to have Pam Beck and uh, Nelson Cox, Brother Rufus, with us always. And uh, Pam, before we get back to Jeff, uh, you wanted to wish a 100th birthday to somebody. Yes, I do. Um, this is a WPTF Weekend Gardener uh, listener. Her, her daughter, um, Ann Porter, worked many years with J.C. Ralston Arboretum. And she notified people on Facebook last night that Mrs. Dixie Porter from Raleigh, North Carolina, it's her 100th birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Porter. Dix. Happy birthday. Hey, Jason, so should, awesome. we, uh, should we sing happy birthday to Dixie? <laughs> we, we, need the, we need help from the girls so, from UNC. Are you ready? Oh, you're not. He's got to find it. <coughs> we'll sing, we'll sing uh, happy birthday. <laughs> To um, Miss Porter. To, to yeah. Miss Porter. Yeah. 
Uh, we appreciate it. Does Dixie listen or is Ann listen? All of them. They're, they're <coughs> Raleighites. You know, they're loyal gardeners and very avid right. gardeners. And she lives in Raleigh, very close to um, it, where, where Tony, Tony Avent used, used to, to live. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Worked it, in that garden a long time ago, back in the 80s, yeah, early 80s. Yeah. That's like uh, giving people directions. Uh, oh, do you know where uh, Tony Avent used to live? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you ready? Maestro, all right, girl. Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dixie. Happy birthday to you. That's right. Okay. Thank you, Dixie. Well, that was great. Yeah. I think we were on fairly on key there. I, pitch all right uh jeff back to you we we've been discussing these seeds we we think bulbs are better <laughs> yeah tell me tell me what why you decided to use garlic seed no well i let maybe let me correct that uh, i use the wrong terminology i am planning on using individual garlic uh, cloves of the bulb uh, right well but, but my understanding is a, I, a couple one of my neighbors tell me because i've never grown this before is that they recommended buying it online as opposed to just using what you get from the supermarket. Oh, you could go to the farmer's market and buy it. I'm, I'm serious as I can be. You can go to our local North Carolina farmer's market and buy um, some, if you ask, they, uh, there's some vendors out there with some organically grown garlic. And you can take those cloves and separate those, uh, those, those bulbs and separate those cloves out. And you plant them in the fall, which is, is you know, we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. First of September will be fine. You put them about two inches down in your well-broken-up soil and about four inches apart. And that's all you have to do. I mean, as long as you – have you limed the site recently? I think he was No, so and that's why I was – I've been doing most of my gardening for the last few years in grow boxes okay. on my deck because I get tired of feeding the deer and every other – Oh, I understand, yeah. They probably will leave this garlic <laughs> <Yeah>. alone. Uh, <laughs> that's the good news. But um, your soil will be nice and light, but I still would put a little bit of limestone in that because that will help the – Garlic bulbs take up nutrients um, from any fertilizers that you add. And any fertilizers, I because you, this is edible, I would use organic fertilizers. Well, Pam and Nelson, what? what putting, excuse me. Put a, my neighbor puts co- uh, coffee ground to, in, to improve the nitrogen, I guess, uptake. Mm-hmm. What's well, acidic? Can't hurt it's, anything. It's acidic, and you want this to be a little bit on the sweeter side than acidic. Now, um, some people will put coffee grounds in the base of tomatoes and pepper plants to help fight nematodes, but you're not going to have that problem in raised in a raised container. Okay. My wife uses it on gardenias <laughs> and swears it helps, and I agree. Yeah. What d- does a... Uh, this corn does it shoot up some kind of a, a a stem on it? Yeah, garlic garlic will send up um, leaves, and then it'll send up a, a big sprout, and then it'll flower at the top. I don't recall that I've ever seen one. Well, I mean, and it's it's a process, and yeah. like Pam said, um, you know, I typically plant mine. I actually probably wait and plant mine about the first of October. Okay. Um, they'll go all through the winter. You'll kind of forget about them, mm-hmm. and then bam. Um, you'll start seeing them shoot up, um, and 
I typically will start harvesting mine into May through mid June, mm-hmm. uh, but they just do fabulous. And, and so like an, I don't, I don't the like onion the waste, family. Exactly, yes. I don't like uh-huh. to waste space on them. Um, like in my raised beds, I would say, you know, let's do the spinach and the broccoli and cabbage and things. And you, you, yeah. you could, yeah. or like I say, they'll they'll grow in little little fit cracks as long as the soil's not going to uh, remain wet through the winter. That's that's what I was going to uh, warn you about. Is with a good potting medium, it may be so light that it will stay too wet and it could rot the the bulb. Um, and oh, okay. so that may be detrimental. If you wanted to add something to improve your drainage, like permatill, or even if you've got some, some gravel or something like that, something light that will help it be a little bit more porous so it won't hold that wet. So maybe that's actually a good point, because I don't have raised beds outside of my deck, but I, I'm willing to experiment in the sense that because I have a heavy clay soil. Ah. So if I do maybe a raised bed with, you know, maybe six inches high or something like that and just put some, uh, some, some you know, regular soil and mix it up with some potting so- or some other kind of organic soil and, and, uh, yeah, you and could just, just see how it goes. Yeah, you could just bust the clay up yeah, and break it up. add some, some good uh, compost and, like I say, two inches. And it, you know, you're talking a whole garlic and you're probably going to get um, 10, 12, 15 little cloves out of it and just pop them down on the ground mm-hmm. two inches. How do you know when it's ready to harvest in the spring? What does the plant look like? Well, it, it's going to be um, more like um, late May, June before you harvest. But once it starts okay. really starting to um, flower, I don't even let mine flower. Mm-hmm. I just go ahead and pull them up. Yeah. I hope that helps, okay. Jeff. Yes, I did. Thank you. And I'm just grateful for to, to be able to listen to you guys uh, on the weekend. I'm looking forward to getting back into my Saturday morning habits. So uh, please, <laughs> please do. Please do. You're part of the family. And call back. Yeah. Please call us back. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Thank you. All right. Linda is in Johnston County. Hey, Linda, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How can we help you today, young lady? I want to ask about uh, pruning shrubbery i want to prune mine back severely uh-oh what what is it first what, what kind of shrub you got uh i've got some hollies um a variety of things yeah what are they getting in the way of your house or power line or something like that uh no they are uh, uh just growing too tall um I'd like to cut them back. Uh, how how close to the ground can I cut them? Well, I don't know. I guess it just depends. I mean, do, do any of them bloom? <clears throat> how tall are they currently? Are they more than 8, uh, 10, they, 15 feet? They are growing uh, above the windowsill. Okay. Wow. All right. I got yeah. you now. I, I, my suggestion would be don't take more than a third back now. And if you're going to do it, you pretty much want to do it before Labor Day so that mm-hmm. the new growth that flushes out has time to um, harden up, toughen up for winter, and then you can go back and take another third um, at the end of winter um, so that you're ending up, you know, if you're if you're nine feet, you're eventually cutting it back to three feet. But I wouldn't just cut them down to the ground. I mean, A, it's unsightly. B, it does take a long time for them to break out of that. 
Um, so I, yeah. that would be my suggestion is take a third, then take another third, um, and, and then selectively go from there as, as, you know, maybe twice a year. I'm, I'm imagining too, Linda, that they're, they're pretty wide to boot. They're probably too wide. You might want to take some of the limbs yeah. out even below. Um, I don't like the shrubbery touch in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those deals where they were planted too close to the house. Well, they? and I mean, yeah. and as far as the side, uh, the, the 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 house, the siding of the house or side of the house, and the back of the plant. Um, I mean, you could have someone be very selective and do what the power lines do, called directional pruning, and just cut everything back on that back side, and then you just have sort of the front showing, and then, like I say, cut mm-hmm. cut the top a third back. That. Um, um, they were professionally planted, uh, well, about 23 years ago, and uh, they were, kind of, I guess, pruned this spring, uh, not very much, evidently, and uh, they have just shot out at the top, really tall, but uh, also, um, I like to do the cutting uh, toward the, well, January and close to to that's, spring. That's but, good, uh, too. If, if I can get them cut, I'll select or go for any time. <laughs> but uh, also, I have two of the conical-shaped um, bushes in front of the house that are beside either on either side of the steps. And um, I like those trimmed back, even if it does still keep its conical shape, even if they're rounded off are, lower. Are, are these evergreens, Linda, or are they conifers? Are they, do you know? Uh, they're, well, they stay green all year. Yeah, well. And, um, do, do they have leaves or do they have needles? Needles. Needles. Okay, they're con- they're conifers then. Um, it's hard to cut those and have them regenerate really nicely. Um, if you're going to have those pruned, they need to be pruned by somebody who really knows what they're doing. Uh, because if you cut a conifer back, it doesn't have a lot of latent bud underneath the bark. And so it's not likely to spring back like, like your shrubs that have leaves do. Yeah. What Pam is uh, reminds me of up in the mountains where we grow Christmas trees. Every Christmas tree is cut back by a professional mm-hmm. who knows how to do it. Because if you cut the top out of that thing, you might get four different stalks coming up. <laughs> and it, it just won't work. So you need someone that knows how to use a hedger and to trim that baby like they do a Christmas tree in the mountains. Hmm. Uh, okay. And they're very reputable tree companies that can do that. I thought maybe I could just cut the top down and shape it like a regular bush. No, ma'am. Um, the, yeah. the, I mean, you can try it. It's your plant, and your, but just, um, just don't trim it so that it would be so unsightly that you couldn't live with it if it remained looking like that. Um, if that's if that's, and if it is too big and it's the wrong plant in the wrong place, there's nothing wrong with having those plants removed and putting in something else. Yeah, because there are a lot of uh, dwarf 
dwarf plants. Conifers. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 more than likely, <clears throat> Linda, it will not grow back conical if you top it. Yeah. It just won't do that. Right. Yes. I realize it wouldn't come back, but uh, and some of it is dead in toward the back. Yeah, where it doesn't get as much light. And a lot of conifers, they'll have a diod on the interior anyway, and you can take a uh, light rake to them and just kind of clean that out. There's a horticultural term for that. What is it, scuffling or something like that? Um, also, there's a term that you can use gardeners. Use. I just call it beating the bush. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, you know, you get some new employees, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I was like, we're, it's like we're going to rake it. Yeah. And you're raking the interior. Yeah. And you're definitely going to have that happen probably twice a year but heavily in the fall going into mm -hmm. winter winter yeah. it actually makes a beautiful great mulch i mean it you does. can just finger so much out of it mm -hmm. and that's just going to again uh improve the <coughs> circulation and and health of the overall plant but you know again you can be selective on the back side and prune back to to the collar so that um, you know, it's not touching your house. And a word of warning about um, heavy pruning on shrubs, and this is for any of our listeners this time of year, there are a lot of hornets that oh, will gosh. set up uh, nests yes, in shrubs, especially in dense shrubs. Be very cautious. Give that thing a shake and a run if you have to, um, yes. just to make sure that there's not a big paper wasp nest or a hornet nest or something in your shrubs before you tackle them with a pruner. Very good point because they are so active now. We um, ran across a couple yesterday, and um, I was doing some containers in downtown, and sure enough, got popped. Plant. Oh yeah, uh, I mean they were burrowed just deep down in there. Yeah. Fortunately, I travel with wasp spray, so I was able good. to okay tame them down pretty. You're quickly. the only person I know who travels. Look, Mike, with wasp if you got in my truck, we could go to a wedding, a funeral. I got it all in my truck. <laughs> You need a bigger truck. <laughs> well, I hope that uh, helps, Linda. Make a decision there. Uh, that will help greatly. All right. Well, you you have a nice day, and and let us know what happens. Uh, okay, I will. Thank you, you very much. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate you calling. Bye bye. All right. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. And uh, we'll talk to Paul and to Tom coming up after a uh, check on the news here on WPTF. We'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at uh, 1036 with the Weekend Gardener. Pam Beck is with us. You want to say hello, uh, happy birthday to Dixie again? Dixie Porter, happy birthday. 100 years to today. And Adrian Rayleigh is is uh, having a happy birthday today, oh. too. I, hello, Adrian. I didn't mention that. I should have is mentioned it. Is he three? It. No, she. She. is my daughter. She, oh, your yeah. daughter. Was... She, she was named after my father okay. and me. Okay. And... Uh, and Adrian Newton, who Dear friend knew, of mine. who was uh, Uncle Adrian, Melissa's Uncle Adrian, who was the uh, administrator of the Supreme of Court. Courts. Yeah, ah. he ran the court system in North Carolina. Yeah, He's dear, very distinguished. Man. Yeah, he was a sweet, 
gentleman. So. Uh, he he was an, uh, had an aristocratic tone about him. He did, yeah. Kind of like Tim Valentine. Yeah. That, uh, that yeah. accent. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, at any rate. And, and Adrian is a, a very fine attorney, his daughter. Yes. He used to work for uh, Representative Bob Etheridge. And I had pleasure one time having dinner with her in Washington, D.C., and we solved what we thought were most of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite all of them. Can you do it again? <laughs> she's, she's glad to be out of Washington. I'm sure Mr. Etheridge is, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He gets crazier and crazier yeah. up there. So, um, you know, Nelson Cox is, is with us from the Garden Hut. And uh, anything special going on? There's always, always something special. It's always special. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a special place. So what's going on there? Well, we are so excited. We have, um, we do still have Christmas coming in that we're checking and packing away. But I am excited because it is almost time to start bringing in mums. Uh, we will be getting a nice load of uh, cool season veggies, um, cabbages and collards and mm-hmm. broccolis and uh, cauliflower, lettuces, all kinds of stuff like that. So it's time to. So think about um, getting your fall garden in and, and growing those winter veggies. And, and as we were talking earlier, the uh, garlic bulbs, so we'll have onion sets, all kinds of things like that, um, leeks, all kind of good stuff coming in. For it's planting. early to put lettuce in right now, Nelson? I, I think it's a bit early, but uh, we've got a load of stuff coming in. And if it's in a protected container, you should be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lots of, we've renewed all of our seeds. So if you're doing root crops, uh, radish, carrots, um, things of that nature. It's a perfect time. Um, beets, rutabagas. Beets. Yeah, beets. Yeah. We, we have, we're ordering some rutabagas for some customers from wow. Botanical Seed. Now I, I, I don't do well with them here, but I know in Rocky Mount they do great. I grew one one year in a container above ground, and I think the reason it succeeded is because the container's roots get cold, um, okay. you know, because it's not in ground. It right. was above. And I kept that Good thing. Good to know. Kept that thing through the winter. So, so they love that cold root. They, they like that they cold, the root. cold root. They'll grow in the mountains. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. I remember them. Rutabaga yeah. I never, pie. I never took to them. Rhubarb. I, I tell you, rutabagas. Yeah. Now, Johnny, yeah. Johnny Hood liked rutabagas, but I, yeah. I, I swore them off in elementary school because they, they had them in elementary school, and I just uh, I didn't like turnips. and I love turnip salad, but I don't like turnips and well, rutabagas. As Craig was saying, he, he's kind of picked his last tomato and – you know, it makes me sad for for my my last coming in, but um, but it is also exciting to know that soon I will have broccoli and yeah. cabbage, and I yeah. love cooking with that too. And it pairs well when you're stewing tomatoes and cabbage, yeah. so I'll be able to have both of them together very soon. Are you getting your spring bulbs in? Your the, they're starting bulbs. to come in, yeah. and Good. then following <coughs> that will be the amaryllis. Ooh. And um, and I'm so so excited for um, trees and shrubs and um, been able to to do a lot of selections from many local nurseries. So just to be able to um, bring in plants for fall and knowing that our days are shorter, our nights are going to get cooler. Mm-hmm. It's great time to plant. Um, plants are always uh, more plentiful in the fall and also larger in size in the fall than they are in the spring. So that's exciting, um, in my opinion. And so we're just looking forward to, to filling the nursery back up and uh, kind of saying goodbye to the marigolds and begonias and all our little uh, summer friends. And, and and then, you know, we get the opportunity to bring in uh, pretty new perennials, uh, coneflowers and 
Joe Pie weeds and golden rods and more hookahs and hellebores. So I just yeah, can't wait. It's just a, exciting. A, amazing plant. <clears throat> uh, it, I have several in pots. They they don't require as much water as mm -mm. other things. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They'll rot off, and they don't like mulch around their little mm -mm. little. Yeah. And, and you, uh, we mentioned a while ago about me having this abelia in a pot. I've decided it's time to take it out of the pot and put it out, out in nature. The one that's, that's like a falls, that's weeping. Although it's doing well, uh, I think it deserves to be out in the ground. In the ground. You may have to trim a little around where it's weeping over right. so it doesn't yeah. <laughs> rot off on the yeah, ground. Yeah, it, it would. It would touch the ground now. All right, uh, Paul is in Wendell. Paul, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mike. Appreciate you waiting so long, my friend. So you mentioned Dixie Porter. I, when I was a little kid, probably third grade, my family went to Florida on a train. And on the way back, I stood up in my seat, and I swear I flirted with this woman. And I, like I said, I was in third grade. And the, the, the age of her and the age of me is probably about right. Did her father happen to work for the railroad? I do not know. Um, I, I'm going to have to get in touch with Ann Porter and find out. Um, How about that, Paul? But that is, what a delightful yeah. uh, story. I'm glad it's something that you remember. And now, yeah, and you remember. <laughs> now, yeah. if you want to see what um, what they look like, if you've got Facebook, look for Ann Porter, and it's A-N-N-E Porter, P-O-R-T-E-R is her daughter. And Ann Porter, um, she's been... A, uh, she's worked for NC State. She's worked for the J.C. Ralston Arboretum in Gifts and Giving. Um, she has done uh, theater with Raleigh Little Theater. She is a vivacious, wonderful person, and she would be delighted to share that story with her mama. So if you <laughs> well, all right, I'll I'll have somebody else check that out. I I don't go on my so. Uh, you just stay out of the garden, don't you, Paul? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. yeah, right now I'm plumbing so i got my plumbing oh plumbing. oh more power to <laughs> you got a plumber's butt yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no my belt is tight there you go cinch it up as governor hunt used to say <laughs> well listen i just wanted to share that i, I heard that name and i brought back so many minutes. well i'm i'm glad you heard that I'm that's glad adorable you could share that with us and happy birthday miss Dixie yeah Aww. thank you paul y'all take it easy bye the uh, we had a caller off the air asking about dwarf fescues. Anybody have any experience with dwarf fescues? Well, I'm, a, I'm assuming. I know years ago they had they were introduced some varieties that that didn't grow very tall. Yeah. Well, and that's where a lot of the um, like the the chewings fescue and uh -huh. red fescues that that I mentioned Shady Nook earlier. So you'll find some very short, tight blends. Um, in in the shady nook, so I'm wondering if it's something of that line. Um, I know it's funny on our farm on the north side. I have a very very short um, fescue grass, and I I've never been able to identify it, but it it looks not like one of the creeping red grasses, but it mm -hmm. looks like one of the dwarf blue grasses like you'd find in the in the north or in the mm -hmm. mountains. So okay, well I would. 
I would go to, uh, I would check with Supersod. Those people are very, very knowledgeable on that. Uh, next time we have Gerald on, uh, if you'll remind us of that question, I will uh, I ask Gerald about it because he's, he's all into um, lawn grasses. But Supersod's a good good place, and you can get you can kill two birds with one stone there yeah, at the farmers market. And even the NC State toolbox. Or Absolutely, the, the toolbox good- or the turf files might uh, have something on that too. Also, they were asking about growing vegetables and then saving seeds. Uh, how how, do, how does one do that? Boy, we should have had Craig address this yeah. because um, he does that with his tomatoes, and it depends on the type of vegetable. Some vegetables you let the seed dry, and things like tomato, you take the seed, you squeeze it out of the fruit, and you stick it in a cup and let it ferment before you then wash it and dry it. So it really does, for the listener, it depends on the vegetable, and I would recommend that you either go through the NC State um, website for uh, individual plants, or you can look at, there's a book called The North Carolina Fruit and Vegetable Book. It was written um, by Walter Reeves out of Georgia and Felder Rushing out of Mississippi. But basically what they did is they just pulled all the all the extension bulletin information and then added their wisdom to it. And um, that's a good guide for how to how to do this with plants. But um, it is a it is a process, and it's it's specific plant by plant. So for for me, with things like I guess cucurbits, but things like gourds and cucumbers, uh, cantaloupes, uh, watermelons, um, I always save seed from from a couple of those pumpkins, even. Mm-hmm, pumpkins. Uh, but uh, cantaloupe seed, I'll I'll say if I get a hold of a really good cantaloupe, mm-hmm. so I'll just. Um, you know, again, dry get them out. out, put them on paper, dry them out, let them air dry outside, um, pick the pulp out, let them dry again, turn them, and um, just, you know, they, they let them get firm before they go into any type of bag. <clears throat> um, I don't put any type of sawdust or anything, a dry agent or anything like that. I just store them in a bag at, um, I pretty much do room temperature, or mm-hmm. they could actually get down to like 40 degrees, 45 degrees, and they seem to store real well and and uh, germinate for me but tomato seeds can be a little more difficult Mm -hmm. Um, and it's interesting that you bring that up with the tomatoes Um, so I know my mother and I will will hopefully go down to Oak Island uh, possibly close to Labor Day the next weekend and um, so we we had taken some tomatoes and I mean you know you have to eat them breakfast lunch and dinner oh sure uh, (laughs) while they last so uh, we we had um, a tomato that apparently, um, I can't remember the exact story, but it sat down there for two or three weeks or longer. And um, and I know it wasn't cut in half, but it sat for a while. It may have been blemished or something, but uh, a crack came in it, not mm-hmm. like it was rotting. Mm-hmm. It was just very dry air. And bam, the seeds were germinating in the tomato. I've yeah. had that happen several yeah. times. I've had that, that happen too. the most too. wild thing <coughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes so if there's enough Gillette. sun, uh, yeah. gets through, and then they just start they going germinate. To, they start yeah. growing inside the mother plant. Yeah, the fruit, yeah. the mommy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, right. things like okra and stuff like that is pretty easy. Beans are pretty easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And if you go to uh, Craig's website, 
he may have something on that. If not, you can. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you I think can ask him a question. Section in his book talks about seed saving. Ep- epic epic yes. tomatoes, yeah, is. which is yeah. a wonderful book. But God mm. bless people that save like broccoli seed mm-hmm. and lettuce. I, I'm like, I don't, it, it is pulled up before I have the patience to. I, I, I want to let people like yeah. you grow it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, just because something says hybrid, does that mean you can't get growth from the seed? I've always, I never not even checked check into that. Because my favorite uh, cantaloupe is burpee, uh, hybrid, uh, burpee hybrid. F one hybrid or yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So okay, you well, you got somebody on the phone, don't you, Tom? I I got a uh, Tom. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, uh, we were talking about Tom Kearney off the air. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tom is an Apex. Mike, you there? Yes, sir. Uh, what's left of me? I'm here. Well, this is the Cotton Man. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, gross yeah. cotton. He yep. sent us some cotton. I hope you guys have had a great day so far. And I'd like to ask a question about Clementus. <coughs> uh, about Clementus? Yes. All right. About three, about three weeks ago, it stopped blooming. And I don't see any buds. There's a lot of foliage. And uh, so the question is, is that normal? Well, that's the thing is, is Clematis will bloom for a certain period. And then it, uh, the flowers will go to seed. And it'll rest. Uh, they don't bloom all summer like some of the flowering annuals do. Okay. Um, so, yes, that's totally normal. Do you know the name of the particular one that you're growing? No, I bought it from uh, Spring Hill. Uh-huh. Think, uh huh. Oh, they've got some nice ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's purple and white. Yeah. Uh, I've got it on an archway, metal. Oh, archway. beautiful. It's uh, it's the first. This is first year, and it's already up like eight feet. Great. So. Wow. Great. Yeah, how it sounds world, like you're doing the right how thing. In the world, yeah, how in the world do you prune? The, you cut them back? Uh, uh, you have to know the type of clematis you have in order to know how to prune it. There are okay. different types that um, grow different heights. They bloom at different times. Um, that's huh. the reason I ask, <laughs> you know, if you can go back and research the type that you have, then right. put that in the internet, you know, do a Google search with the name of that particular type. And uh, is, say, for instance, if it was Jackamani. I would type, how do I prune a Jackamani clematis? And then, you know, that will give you the information that you need. Uh, okay. We can't th- we can't just tell you. you yeah, because a lot it, of them flower yeah. off of old wood. Right, right. Yeah, so, so like a hydrangea, you, you got to be real careful. You got to know your plant, yeah. yeah. Now, the, the one yeah. I've got, Every when it's back in the, the winter, cut it a foot above the ground. Yeah. Works every time. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, usually again, if it's grown that much and um, you know, it's a little little fuzzy or hairy on the top, I mean you could do minimal tip pruning, but unless you, you don't want to cut it back like Rufus is saying, because it, it could be needing to flower off that older woody growth and then right. disappear. Yeah, well, you, you, know you know what I was hoping you would say? <laughs> cut it back. Just leap. No, leave it alone. Well, well you, you know, and that's what I was going to suggest is just I've got a clematis that, um, for instance, Armandii that blooms first thing in the spring, and you just leave it alone. You just let it be, yeah. you know, and um, just wait and see what happens. Well, Tom, it, it's like with with certain hydrangeas. I don't know. I don't. I forget what I've, 
I forget what the brands are, what they are. I let them go, and then in the springtime, if if it's okay, you're still going to get your 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 blooms. So yeah. there's nothing wrong yeah. with you leaving it up until fi- to, until you find out what from yourself what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. It's this is the first year, and it's going really good. So I'm gonna let just leave it alone this year and see what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll get off the phone and uh, hope you have a great weekend. Well, well as my uh, uncle Russell would say, is give out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give out. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Clemens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Take it easy, Tom. Thank you. Okay. All right. You know, uh, the roads uh, are, are improving around here. We're starting to pave some <laughs> roads again. So that those bumpy, uneven roads in Raleigh uh, that have taken a toll on your vehicle suspension are uh, are getting fewer and fewer. It's you know, it's really annoying. It's tough on on a car to uh, to do that. It's it's you know, it's a cause for even uneven wear. Your tires reduce the life of your you know, it really reduces the life of a lot of things on your car. So get all of that checked at King's Auto Service. Uh, it's a good idea to to get an alignment. Uh, that always helps. Some of the tire places don't do alignment. Some do so. Make sure that in addition to getting a balance, get get those uh, alignments there. King's Auto Service can take care of all of that. Uh, they can take care of most anything with your car. Uh, you'll be a lot safer on the road, get the maximum life out of your car. For uh, those of you who have a hybrid vehicle, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's that can diagnose and check out those high-voltage battery packs that you have, and they can check the regular battery, too, which uh, don't seem to last as long as they used to. Now, the these big battery packs in the hybrids can last uh, an average of 150,000 miles, sometimes a lot more, sometimes a little less, so good time to, uh, to get that check. You can call them on Monday. At, uh, they're right here in Raleigh. 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. And they're smart folks besides good people. All right, uh, speaking of good people, it's been so nice. And, and Nelsa, introduce the young man who uh, has come with you this morning to kind of watch and take it all in. So... We have Drayton Wingler here. He is a recent um, UNC graduate. Um, pretty much majored in so many things, but German, fluent in German. And, ich bin uh, ein Berliner. <laughs> That's what John Kennedy So he said. has been hanging. Thank you, Jason, with Jason this morning. And he's been in the uh, studio here with us the last um, hour. And um, would you like to say hello to your German friends? Uh, yeah, yeah, German. In, in German? In German. Okay. Uh, hallo, meine, meine deutsche Freunde. Willkommen zu uh, VPTF uh, AM680 oder FM98,5. Uh, ich hoffe, Sie haben eine, eine schöne, schöne Morgen. Is that is that approved? We uh, we we here. Uh, I have no idea, but uh, we've right. said it and he, he gave the call letters. And oh, he, are you a German? He yeah. gave the call letters and he wished everybody a beautiful morning. Oh, yeah. Well, say, Dankeschön. Bitte. Say, can you say that you like the that you love the weekend gardener on WPTF? Uh, 
Ich liebe das Weekend Gardener auf VPTF. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Drayton. Very, very good. Are, are you of German heritage? Uh, very, very distant on one side. Yeah. What brought you to German? Well, we had to take a foreign language in high school, yeah. and uh, my options were Spanish, French, and German. And yeah. I thought Spanish would be very useful, so I didn't want to take it. Um, <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you wanted I, something more challenging. Huh? Yeah, I thought German would uh, would be fun to learn, and uh, I kind of just kept taking it. It was quite fun to learn. Very good. So, Dude, yeah. you like me with Latin at Carolina. They said you're not qualified because you, you haven't had a foreign language. Uh, you can either take Latin or you can take trigonometry. I said, give me Latin. <laughs> and, and Pam gave me a nice little, the best thing in, in Latin is res ipsa loquitur, which simply means the thing speaks for itself. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that's, that's a good lesson in life. Good lesson. Yeah. Right. So where do, what do you want to do with this German, or do you want to do anything with it? Or what, great a, sounds like you have a lot of interests. I do have a, I have a variety of interests. I'm still trying to figure out what exactly I want to do yeah. for myself. Stay away from broadcasting. It's a terrible <laughs> business. From, well, I was thinking about going into it, but you've now convinced me otherwise. Well, I get up for the, several decades. I've gotten up at three o'clock in the morning. All right, that's enough. That's so, enough convincing. Uh, yeah. that's all I need. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do any anything you choose. Will you will do it well? well thank you. I'm so glad that you came in this morning. I'm, I'm very thankful you guys had uh, decided to, to have me along. Yeah, it's been absolutely. Great to meet Anytime you, you want to come. Everyone here and Jason, Jason. in the in the booth. Jason, been great. yeah, yeah, he knows his stuff. Um, yeah, I'm very thankful. Thank you guys for having me. Sure. And whatever you do, remember this: kindness is always fashionable and always welcome. Do you have a that Cliff Cliff Joiner? Yeah, that's right. Well, Cliff, Cliff's a friend. He's a financial planner, and I grew up with him. But he gives us these these books, these address books, and uh, so. That's where all of that came from. He's yeah. not a philosopher, but I guess he could be. He could be yeah. anything he wanted to well, be. Well, we attributed to Cliff. He's a nice man, I'll tell you that. So, well, before we leave, be the kind of person your dog thinks you are. Yeah. If you have <laughs> a dog. What if you have advice. a cat, Rufus? Same thing. I have both. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, the cats can but, be contrary, so you have to be careful there. I, I can't go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> The the dogs the dogs usually will will play along. You'll never know whether the cat loves you or not. That's right. That's right. They could they could so they like you if if they need some food. <laughs> oh, y'all are disparaging cats. No, no, no. I love cats. I love cats. I love my cats. No, I love cats. I love dogs and cats. I love cats. I love but I'm not sure too. if it loves me. <laughs> everybody have a great weekend. Everybody, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>